stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Ooh, girl, you're resilient. Cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. Real ass mom sharing real ass experiences, the things people don't tell you. Hey, mama, hey. Hey, mamas. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing today? I'm doing swell. How are you? I am doing excellent. Can't complain. Excellent. Yes. Okay. I'm, We're excellent today. Yes, because I'm so excited. We are interviewing my line sister today. <laughs> So I'm just really, I'm geeked. Okay. And I'm geeked because she's so amazing. So, <laughs> I mean. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a great one. She's a pediatrician. Informative one. Yes, because she's a whole pediatrician, y'all. Like a yes. whole pediatrician, okay? I mean, and she's been a rock star since, like, birth. Okay, she was a valedictorian in high school. Like, I mean, she graduated with honors at FAMU, went on to Duke, did some things at Yale. Like, I mean, just killing the game. Super smart. Super smart. I mean, one of the smartest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, all these accolades yes. academically. And then she's an author. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she has her own business as well that that's for like youth, young African American youth. So we're gonna dive into a lot tonight. A lot, a lot. Yes. Hope y'all ready because yes. this is gonna be a super informative episode and I'm happy about it because we all have questions about our kids' health. Like those questions never go away. So Absolutely. this is a a very needed episode so i'm happy we're we're talking about it when i say i have a doctor on call legit have a (laughs) jasmine help me what is wrong my kid and she's always so gracious she's like okay calm down he's fine what did they say okay yeah that's fine you're you're fine but anyway i would like to welcome dr jasmine weiss to our show welcome welcome Hey, love. How are you all? Good. How are <laughs> Good. you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have We're you. We're so happy to have you. You have no idea. So, one, <laughs> I'm super proud of you. Of course, you already know that. And two, just like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us tonight. So, Very we're going to get right into it. <laughs> all, all right. right let's do it. it. I'm ready. We, we have a lot to ask you. You know, Devin has 50, 11 questions. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yes, I'm here I'm, for all the questions. She, she very well. <laughs> yes, indeed. So my first question is, what made you choose the path of being a pediatrician? Oh, that's a fantastic question. And I love to answer this because I actually knew when I was a young child, okay. I actually knew when I was eight years old wow. that I wanted to become a doctor. And so for me, growing up, I had pretty bad asthma. And so I was always at the doctor. And I just remember like this epiphany, like, ooh, this person always helps me breathe better. <laughs> like, I want to help other people do that, too. I want to help other people one day. So I kind of had that dream early on and lots of people to support that dream. And that's how I ended up uh, knowing that I wanted to be a pediatrician. Wow. I love that. So when I was five, I wanted to be a pediatrician too. And I was on that track until I took mm-hmm. organic chemistry. And I was like, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. ain't my life. This ain't mm-hmm. And I stopped. <laughs> I changed my major immediately. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to tell you, you yeah, ever think about anything science related? You really want to test if that's really what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Take organic mm-hmm. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jasmine made it through <laughs> <So>. <laughs> with honors. Yes. Yes. Um, and to be fair, that that course is so hard for so many people. And then 
realistically mm-hmm. in my daily activity and my daily uh, interactions with patients, I don't use organic chemistry. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, course. it's a weed out course. Well, it weeded me out. I'll tell you that. We right. right on out of there. Consider me out, out of here. Yeah, I even tried my grade. I took it over in summer courses, still got a C. I was like, that was my only C in college. I was like, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I never got a C in my whole entire life and got a C. That, that broke me. I was like, yeah, nah, you about to mess up my whole GPA. <laughs> like, this ain't it. Um... So I actually have a question for you, Dr. Wise. Um, mm-hmm. I remember there's a story when I was a kid and my mom or my grandma said I had a fever and my grandma was like, take her to the hospital, take her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, she don't need to go. Give her some Tylenol. And my grandma was like, no, she's going to the hospital. And they sent me home with some Tylenol. <laughs> That was it. Um, So I said that to say, is there a such thing as taking your child to the doctor too much? (laughs) That story, you know, is not uncommon at all. Just so you feel better. I think a lot of parents get worried over fevers, right? And and Mm -hmm. rightfully so. You know, uh, just to give everybody some knowledge, just to be sure, fever is 100.4. 100.4, right? So if you don't see that number, we're not going to get so worried if it's below that. Right. Just for a little bit of knowledge. But what I would say is there's no such thing as taking your child too much. But I will say, if it's a time where you're urgently concerned, it's better to go, to be safe, than not go, right? So that's always square one. If you're super worried and you're not quite sure what to do, that's what the emergency system is for. Right. Same flip side to that is, if you feel like, oh, well, my child's not feeling well, it's a little bit late in the night, but if I call my pediatrician in the morning and I can get in for a visit, if you feel like you can do that, then we're happy to make sure we see six visits on the same day, too, because we want to balance having the opportunity for you all to see your primary care uh, pediatricians and providers with going to the emergency room if it's truly an emergency. Hmm. That's good. That's good because I and feel like for you explaining what the emergency care system is for. I never knew that. I never yeah. knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's something we have to really remind families because again, when something acutely happens and something's happening and your child is just urgently sick or in distress, naturally you're gonna be in distress too. Right. And mm-hmm. so we try to counsel our families on, you know, even let's say you come to the doctor and they have a fever, here's what to expect. If they start breathing this way, you should definitely seek emergency care. So we try to have certain discussions based on whatever the, the, the problem is going on with the child. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to reassure families that if you're ever worried, call 911 or go to the emergency room or urgent care. Yes, you're definitely really good at that too because I'm like, should I go? And you're like, if you don't feel comfortable, go. That's what we're here for. We're here to service you. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I'm going to go. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Jeremy, you feeling crazy. Like, you really about to guess? I'm about to go. You can stay here if you want to. So, and even now with COVID, only one parent's allowed anyway. So he just take full advantage. He's like, okay, if you want to go, go ahead. <laughs> right, right, right. And then I'll we do have um, <laughs> we got we also have the nurse hotlines and things for those reasons too. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, whatever um, office you go to, you can always call the office no matter what time of night, and the nurse can help you triage through and help you decide whether you should stay or go. So that's another resource that mm-hmm. um, we want to make sure our real mamas are aware of. I have used that resource before when Eli was like eight months. He rolled off his uh, changing table, oh, <laughs> and it was yeah. the wee mm-hmm. hours of the morning. I was tired. He needed to be changed. He was crying because mm-hmm. I didn't have his passy. I reached to get the passy, and boom, he rolls off the table. Mm-hmm. I was paranoid mm-hmm. because I didn't know if he hit his head like too hard mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. else happened. So I called the um, hotline, and they were able to help me talk through whatever the situation was, and. Let me know if I needed to come in or not. So I have used that, that hotline before, and it's helpful. Yeah, I've Excellent. never used it. I just go straight to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so let me call first and see, because I don't like going to that doctor and just sitting there. Like, yeah. I yeah. let me just see. 
Let me see. That's fair. Yeah, and that's definitely a downside because the emergency room, you may have a very long wait. Mm-hmm. And it may be that we can help get you, you know, get you set up so that overnight you can feel at least comfortable enough to make that appointment the next day. So mm-hmm. it's a balance, though. It's definitely a balance. But I will say this. We as primary care, so I'm a primary care doctor. So, you know, we want to try to be a buffer if we can. But again, like I said, if it's an emergency, go to the emergency room. That's yeah. what's cool. Yeah, that's real. Well, since we're talking about going to the doctor, mm-hmm. these daycare germs. <laughs> these daycare <laughs> germs, I swear they're going to Kicking all our ass. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. ass getting kicked by like, daycare how germs. how do we combat these germs? germs? Like, how, <laughs> how, how do we beat them? Because right now they winning. They yeah, winning. they got... <laughs> they're going to win. <laughs> I wish I had better news on the 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 front of daycare germs, but I don't because really what's happening is um, our little ones are developing their immune system, right? So they haven't been exposed to all the different viral illnesses that are out there. Mm-hmm. And so when they go to the doctor or when they go to the daycare and one person's sick with one virus and then they pass it around to everybody, everybody's sick. And then they get better two or three weeks later, and then another virus is introduced, and they all sick again, right? So we try to tell families, you know, unfortunately, when they're in daycare, they can have back-to-back illnesses because their immune system just isn't hasn't been exposed yet to the wide variety. And it's overall going to help them boost their immunity and build that immunity up. But <laughs> it's hard. It's a struggle, you know. It is. <laughs> I feel like Eli has had every sickness that could come out of him being in preschool mm-hmm. every sick it, like ear infection um he's had croup he's had hand mm-hmm. foot and mouth he's had covid he's had random he has a snotty nose right now the nose has been snotty for a week and i'm like <laughs> how we've been in care since last year last february we're going on two years, and you're still snotty nose. He has adenoids removed, or he had his adenoids mm. removed. He has tubes. What else? <laughs> what else is left? <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. giving those germs to us. My nose has never been this snotty since maybe I was a kid. <laughs> I'm like, I'm grown walking around here with a snotty nose. Why? Because my town has one. Yeah, and they don't they don't know how to you know we sneeze we wash our hands right we ho- let's hope that all adults know don't sneeze into your hands sneeze into your arm right let's just let's just hope that's the case mm-hmm. but at the end of the day little you know our little people are touching each other they're rubbing snot literally on each other right, right. so they just they just don't have that um the 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 personal barriers that we do yet so they're also just sharing the germs right. so much more they are. So, um, I remember the first time Drew started daycare, I swear we were out more than he was in and his pediatrician told me that he could be sick up to what was it like 16 to 18 times in one year. So you're basically Mm -hmm. confirming that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why (laughs) it's so sad, but not quite uh, much we can do because especially in the setting of lots of viruses, right? right? Um, you know, and and that's one reason why we try to um, encourage hand washing and all those things as adults. But like I said, with kids, they just wipe their nose and then give each other a high five, you know. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the shirt I had on before this um, mm-hmm. recording, mm-hmm. not from here to here. <laughs> who cares where I wipe my nose? It's in what? <laughs> So whatever I can wipe it on, pillows, couches, your shirt, your pants. <laughs> Let's do it. No matter. I'm a walking piece of tissue. <laughs> a wipe. <laughs> so, um, Jasmine, I know I'm toggling between Jasmine, Dr. Wise. <laughs> One thing that's hard, right, for mm-hmm. parents to do is figure out what to feed their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know mm-hmm. I'm one of those parents. My child is very picky, and it's mm-hmm. hard to balance whatever he likes. When he was a baby, those infant stages, and even I'd say even early, early toddler stage, he would eat stuff. Like we were able to mm-hmm. try, he tried everything. 
and mm-hmm. it was not much he didn't like until I guess he formed an opinion and he was like mm, no I don't want that don't like it and I'm not eating it so mm-hmm. for those parents like myself are there any foods that you know kids should avoid um in those early years like how can the parent whose child is not eating a healthy diet like what type of nutritional um supplements or what have you can are do you have any feedback on that like what should we be feeding them what type of diet should they look to have in those early years i'd say between let's say zero years to four so that's a good question so if you're talking about early early on right we don't recommend starting like baby foods and pureed foods until six months and older right so up until that point you know the highest recommendation is breast milk but we know some people have to pump and some people may not want to or choose not to breastfeed. And so obviously formula's next. But when it comes to that early stage, I recommend um, introducing veggies first because, you know, it's kind of like you and I. If we had to choose between ice cream and, you know, cucumbers, I think everybody naturally would say, oh, I want some ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe not, but ultimately I would say it's the same thing. The things that are very, very sweet, that's what they're going to gravitate to. So if you can try to get those veggies in first, even at the earlier stages when it's um, pureed foods and baby foods, that's what we recommend. Um, You asked about what we should limit, and specifically we should limit juice, right? Especially, you know, your just sodas and juices and sweet teas. Those things are ultimately just empty calories. They don't really add a lot of nutrition. And then they're bad for our teeth, right? So little ones start having cavities. Right, so when it comes down to what not to do, those are kind of that bucket, juices, sweet tea, soda, that kind of thing shouldn't do as much of. Now, when it comes to how people eat, you know, different families eat differently, right? So it's hard to say exactly, um, you know, some families are vegan families. Some uh, families, you know, choose to eat meat or whatever it may may be. But Mm -hmm. whole foods are always going to be better, you know, your foods that you're cooking versus your processed foods, your fried foods. You know, I know McDonald's is easy. I know it's easy. But if you can make the best swaps you can, even even at McDonald's, the healthier swaps that you can make um, are better, even for your children. Now, picky eating, what I like to tell families is, what I look at as a pediatrician is how they're growing. And I look at those growth curves, right? So we look at their mm-hmm. weight curve. We look at that length curve. And all in all, if they're tracking along the the line that they've been tracking along and they're not dipping off, even if they're being more picky, it's still okay because they're getting the the amount of nutrition that they need to grow. So so I try not to worry. I try to tell uh, our families, don't worry too much. I know it's, it's not great if they never want fruits and veggies, right? Like, but in that case, try to sneak them in when you can sneak the spinach in a smoothie you know, when you can mm-hmm. sneak the spinach in spaghetti sauce, let it wilt when you can, that. right? It don't work. <laughs> didn't work for you. I, let me tell y'all this real quick. So me and my sneaky ass, right? <laughs> I tried to make Eli's, um, <laughs> I guess we'll call them Incredible Hulk pancakes. Those pancakes had spinach in them. And <laughs> when I put that plate, in front of him, he looked at me like, do you think I'm a fool? I'm not eating this. <laughs> not an ego because I didn't have time to go back and forth. I tried my best. I, and let me, let me, those pancakes were not easy to make. I found a recipe. <laughs> I used fresh ingredients, a process. And he did mm. not care about mommy's efforts. <laughs> He said, I no. He said, No, no want. That's what he said. Don't want, don't want. (laughs) (laughs) He hit me with a don't want. So I've tried that, Jasmine. Um, But he's he's growing. He really is. He physically, right? And Mm -hmm, he's mm -hmm. opening, he's expanding his palate a little more. So it's, Mm -hmm. we're slowly but surely getting there. Yeah, yeah. And keep trying, right? There's a whole bunch of different vegetables to try. So you never know which ones feel like. And same with fruits. You'll never know which ones. Um, but high fiber foods are just so helpful because they add, you know, you get the water that's in the fruit. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it helps them with staying regular. So. Yeah. 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 And he eats better when he's with my parents. Like, my mm-hmm. mom will call me, you should get that boy. I'm like, actually, I've tried that. He's not eating it. And she mm-hmm. said, well, he's eating it with me. And I'm like, well, sorry. <laughs> he's not. He doesn't eat it with me. So, <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Like, I, right. you know. That's funny, and I'm sure your mom was like rubbing it in your face, so. Of course, because <laughs> she's dreamy, and you know, but we're not gonna go down there rabbit hole. No, Mm-mm. we're not. We're not. So that's hilarious. Okay, so let's talk developmental milestones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when should parent? Because sometimes I feel like parents can get stuck in like comparing kids. And not realizing that it's like a range of when kids can mm-hmm. actually meet the developmental milestones. So when should parents start like voicing concerns if their child, because some kids don't crawl, they go straight to walking, but like aren't like talking or have enough words or uh, walking, crawling, you know, those, those major ones. Mm-hmm. When, when should they start mm-hmm. voicing concerns around that? So that's a good question. And you, you absolutely nailed it, right? It's a range. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's a range. And when we're evaluating children regularly, if they haven't met a certain milestone yet, what we do a lot of times, and we, we just watch. Mm-hmm. We just watch and wait again to see, you know, they may hit that milestone a few months later than others. Right. And so what we like to tell families is every child is different, right? Even if older sister or older brother did something at a certain time, this child is going to do it in his or her own time. <laughs> so just be patient, but still be vigilant. Um, and so when we evaluate children, the, some of the reasons why we see them so many times those first few years is because we do want to keep an eye on how they're developing, how their speech is developing, how their motor skills are developing. And so most times when you go to the pediatrician, they have different surveys that they give. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're asking, what has the child done from a language perspective, from a gross motor perspective, meaning like, you know, the walking, the running, the hopping, and even a fine motor perspective, are they meeting all the milestones with the like, you know, fine fingers. Yeah. And so we are evaluating on a regular basis. And then we need your input to say, hey, I do think, you know, at this stage, we expect them to be a little bit further along. Let's see if we need to do a referral to speech therapy. Or let's see if we need to even do a referral to our developmental behavioral pediatricians and colleagues to see if we need to do further evaluation. So we're we're constantly making sure we are attentive to all of those big buckets of milestones. And we need your input, though. So we definitely appreciate when a a mother or father or caregiver says, hey, you know, I'm a bit concerned because X, Y, Z. And that's when we can explore it further. Right. So what's the best way a parent can advocate for their child if they really feel like something is wrong and, you know, their concerns, they really want them to be heard and considered? What's the best way parents can advocate? That's a great question. So the first step is talking with your pediatrician or your provider, um, getting a, making sure you share your concerns, right? If you have concerns over a long period of time, I like to tell families, just write down what you saw or, or kind of keep, keep track of what you're seeing or take a little video because that really truly helps us even in the office when you say, you know, I've noticed this is happening and I keep catching it on video. Would you mind at least looking? And we can then go from there because we have more data to use. Right. Um, so I say gather as much data as you, um, as you can. Don't worry yourself now. There's a balance between worrying yourself and losing sleep and, you know, making sure you're at least um, making sure you get as much information as you can to help help us along, too, because we want to be a team. And so I also say if you're feeling like you're not um, getting the answers you want, I may want to you can choose the doctors you see. You can choose the practices you you go to um, and do what's best for for your child and what you feel makes you comfortable. Uh, Mm Because at the end of the day, that's the most important, that you feel like you have a good partnership with the providers that you see and the physicians that you see. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was was good. Thank you. Um, So I have a question. So I know some of my friends who, like, um, 
participated in, I, guess, I don't know if you call it, like, delayed vaccination. And, mm. um, like, so, for example, um, instead of getting a hep B shot right when um, in the hospital, right, they're mm-hmm. waiting to, like, later because based on some, like, research they saw, like, hep B is more prevalent later in years and things like that. So what is what is a good balance for a mom who may have heard that or researched that and is torn in between of, like, getting the hep B shot right away or not? Like, what do you think? Like, what would you tell that mom? Because I know that, comes up, that question comes up a lot in our um, baby group that we have. Yeah. That's a good question. So, you know, I, I would still recommend it at, in the hospital before they leave. Mm-hmm. But we also, as pediatricians, we're going to give them another dose of hepatitis C at that two-month visit. Okay. And so, um, you know, I always say it's okay to look at Google and do your own research. We want that. Mm-hmm. But then come back to us and let us know what your concerns are. And we can help you address it because we're following recommendations um, that have really been tried and true. And they do have what we, we call it a catch-up vaccine schedule, right? Because okay. sometimes families just can't always make it for certain visits, and they do get behind. So we even have a backup schedule that we know to follow if a patient is behind on their vaccines. Okay. But I, what I will say is I like to tell people, you know, when I was a resident, I remember having a supervising doctor or what we call an attending who used to talk about how some of the diseases that used to just fill the ICUs up um, with patients who were severely ill, I never even saw in training at all because vaccines have truly helped to eliminate some of those things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you all can remember back, but I had chicken pox growing up. I don't know if did you all have chicken pox growing it. up? I didn't get it. You didn't get it? Mm-hmm. Good, good. Did y'all know people who got it, though? Yeah, my sister, yeah. everybody got it, and I didn't get it. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> my, yeah, I think my brother had it. Or, I don't know. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, you know, we have that varicella vaccine, and now it's very rare for a vaccinated child to, to get varicella. Now, we still see cases for different reasons, right. but it's just so much more of a lower, um, less individuals, less children having chicken pox. So. Right. again, we want you to do your own research, but come talk with us and we'll have a good conversation and try to help you come to a a sound decision. I love that. I love that. And I love that. That openness. Kids aren't getting TikTok. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. But now that you say that, my train of thought changed. But yeah, you're right. You don't see chicken pox. You don't see it. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Now we're seeing monkey pox. Like, can't get rid of that shit. (laughs) Now that, I do not want to sell monkey pox. No. 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 Maybe we need to bring chicken pox back and trade it for the monkey pox. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no pox, no pox, no, no, no pox. lumps, no lumps, no nothing. Jesus, <laughs> don't want the pox. Absolutely. Yeah, Whether, I don't yeah. care what animal they come from. I don't want them. Yeah. No mm-hmm. pox. <laughs> Chicken, monkey, whoever. You're right because they don't all got animals. Yeah, she. Why is you know what? Let's not name them. Let's not name them. Cow. Nope. <laughs> but I hope, you know, for the patients who do have them right now, monkeypox, I hope they're doing all right. Yeah, you know, uh, yes, there's a lot of stigma around else. that, too. Yeah, yeah we are. Warm hug, thoughts, and love, seriously. Mm-hmm, yeah, we're praying for mm-hmm. y'all. So, uh, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we, me and Devin actually did an episode in August, and we mm-hmm. asked a question about. Like, what is some stuff you wish you knew, right, Um, Mm. as, you know, becoming a parent? So are there Mm -hmm. any, like, really, like, hardcore, important, pertinent facts that you could wish you could share with any parent, like, that relates to the Mm. health and quality of their their kids' health? Mm, That's a really good question. So many things. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. anything, anything that's on your heart. Yeah, it's it's so many things, I think. I'm going to take a that kind of a turn and talk about reading because we don't realize how important reading is to child development. 
And so we really, really advocate for reading to children really from birth, right? Yes. And we're talking about everything you're reading, you know, anything you're reading, magazines, books. It doesn't have to always be children's focus. Just reading out loud is so Im- important because we know that, especially in our communities, um, children are just less likely to be on reading level, even by third grade. And we know what that means for outcomes for high school graduation and ultimately for impacting your health. Right. And so um, I just I want to take away that even a small thing like that, even if it's five minutes a day, even if it's in the bathtub while the kids bopping around and splashing around, at least you're giving them some tools that they'll be able to use in the future. So that's one big one. And then I will say, enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. I think a lot of times when we think about our children in development, developing, it's a lot of worry and angst, but it's not always going to be that your, your child is really young, right? And you're having those moments and experiences. And so take the time to really enjoy it and soak it up because eventually they're going to be the teenager who I'm asking the parent to leave out the room so I can talk to and then they can, you know, spill their guts to me about all the stuff they don't want to share oh, with anybody else. <laughs> I know. I know. So, en- so enjoy the journey. It's something else I would want to share. That was good. That was that some is. good takeaways. That was some good takeaways. Um, <laughs> I do have one last question before we dive into your other ventures. So, you know, sometimes in our community, like, there's a bad rep with doctors and hospitals and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we close that gap? Like, how do we all get on the same page? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like, what can we do as a whole? Like, all of us, the hospitals, the doctors, the people, everybody. Like, how can we just come together? Yeah. So that's a good question. And I really, you know, I value that question on a professional level too because you're right the the mistrust over the years right over the just decades right of of um you know mistreatment and all of the different you know we all know about the Tuskegee experiment it's not nothing that we haven't heard of before right we've Mm -hmm. all had grand grandparents and great-grandparents oh I ain't going down to the doctor and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of that's truly valid and warranted right um Mm -hmm. you know the the lack of care that our grandparents and great-grandparents received at certain institutions, the segregation, it's just been passed down. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to share is it's one of the reasons we need more black doctors, right? It's one of the reasons we need more black professionals um, simply because when you can relate to the person who you're talking with and you can feel like they know you on a deeper level, right? Cause I feel like all right now, I feel like I'm talking to my cousins, right? Clearly I'm talking to my long sister <laughs> and, and friends, but you know, in some ways we have a common shared experience. So it just lowers the tension and helps you develop rapport easier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, what I like to share is it's one of the reasons why I advocate so hard for increasing representation in medicine. Um, but then I, I also like to tell patients to find that trusted advocate for you. Right. right? And find those advocacy groups that you feel confident in and then find that provider, no matter what, their nationality or ethnicity or sexuality is Mm -hmm. find that person you trust um, because at the end of the day no matter what uh, those you know demographic characteristics are we we do want to make sure we're providing equitable care and we got a long way to go to do that we got a long way to go I'm glad you said that because sometimes just because someone's the same race as you, they may not be for you they may not be a Mm -hmm. good physician and I think sometimes people forget that or get confused about that because I've had black doctors who were not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's not really talked about a lot. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm mm-hmm. glad you said that you have to figure out who works for you. It doesn't matter the race. doesn't matter the sex. It doesn't matter. Cause I actually prefer a male OBGYN over a female based on my experiences. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it really doesn't matter any, anything any of that stuff doesn't matter it's just how they take care of you and how are they going to advocate for you and making sure that you can be the best person that you can be so i'm glad you said that absolutely absolutely and it's i mean we know about the disparities so uh, there's just so many disparities in different diseases we can just look right at COVID, right mm-hmm. how it just really 
drastically impacted our communities. And so we do, even even with that being said, of needing to continue to make sure we have diverse um, a diverse group of physicians and providers across the board, nurses, um, PAs, physician assistants, whatever the case may be, anesthesiologists, whatever, um, CNAs, medical assistants. I don't want to leave nobody out. Right. right? We need to be diverse across the board, but we also got to make sure we're we are being um, focused and vigilant about the communities from that are really suffering, right? Um, and so, like I said, we got a long way to go, but it's a lot of good people working on it and have been working on it for decades. Right. So, all right, well, awesome. that was great. I, I love that. I feel like that was very informative. I think our listeners are going to really have some takeaways from all the information that you provided. And you are this busy pediatrician, (laughs) right? And you are literally helping families every day and you still find found time, finding time to become a whole author, to have your own LLC, I Dream Enterprise LLC, and working within the community and with, you know, just providing services for people who may not have a voice. So we really want to dive into that and talk about that more. Uh, We have your book here. It's so cute. I don't know if you guys can see. But yes. Yes, little girl. Yes, yes, yes. I got my two. Little afro. So yes, let's talk about that. Like what made you become an author? Like let's just dive in. Just just, let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you. I'm so excited about Cami. Um, the story is called, called "What Will Cami E Be?" Uh, and I chose to really be an author because I felt like, as a pediatrician, again, it comes back to how do I not only care for children, but how can I inspire them, mm-hmm. right? And what and it, it comes in so many different forms. Um, you know, I hear families tell me all the time, "I'm just glad to see you." Like that's number one. I'm just glad to see you. <laughs> But how else can we make sure that our children are really dreaming big? And that's really what the inspiration for my story is all about. Um, And so I actually wrote, Cammie, like I actually still have the notebook where I wrote like the first draft of the story. Um, And I actually wrote it as a resident at Emory. So after Duke, I went to Emory for my residency training and stayed around there um, and did an extra year as a chief resident. And during that time, Yossi, I wrote the story. Yossi, a whole chief resident. Yes, okay. <laughs> <Accolades>, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a. I mean, that helps. That's a whole other story of you right. know the leadership that brought on. But I think for me, I wanted to do something that would be unique and creative, mm-hmm. and that could still get the messaging across that you know we can do whatever we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and our children can really be whatever they want to be. So that's the inspiration. I love that. I love that. And we'll have this book um, on our social media, of course, and then we'll have the link in our show notes as well. So definitely support the book. It's super fun. It's super cute. Your kids are going to love it. Drew and Jay really enjoys reading it. So, yes, um, get the book, y'all. Um, <laughs> and then tell us more about I Dream Enterprise and what you're doing with that and, you know, how that came about, what made you even start such a business. Like, give us all mm-hmm. the tea. Yes, yes. So I Dream is very similar. It's based on my life experiences, right? So, you know, you go from FAMU, which is obviously the best HBCU, right? You go from... <laughs> You get to have those experiences as a pre-med, and I've always carried that with me. And as a med student and as a resident and even as a fellow, like you mentioned, you just see the different challenges and struggles for trainees and for students who are trying to learn about the process, right? And so, like, I remember, even though I always knew I wanted to be a pediatrician, I didn't I didn't know any, but personally, right, I had amazing parents who were super inspirational and always supportive. And I had an aunt who was a pharmacist and a cousin who was a nurse, but no doctors, right? So so just trying to figure out, all right, how do you actually go about doing this? It's something that, you know, you had to navigate on your own. And so with iDream, our goal is to first really provide career exposure, right? So we want to, our mission really is to help black students to pursue impactful health careers. Okay. And we do that by helping 
to connect students with healthcare professionals from a wide variety of professions that they may not commonly see. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have these health career boot camps, and our next one's coming really soon here. We're, we're right on the doorstep of it. Um, and we, what we do is for a period of weeks, we have live virtual sessions where students really from all across the country log in mm-hmm. and they listen in on a conversation with a health professional, but then they get to go through a medical case with the professional. Oh, wow. Um, and so, yeah, so we have a, I mean, we had such an amazing, our first, our first camp was 10, 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so we had, um, black doctors, black um, nurses, black pharmacists, black optometrists, and and just really seeing how, you know, we're not just talking about. Let's just say one of the cases was a um, some eye exams, right? And we're we're trying to teach children about optometrists, right? You think lens crafters or Target optical, you're just getting glasses, but optometrists are doing a lot of different stuff. And so when we're showing the back of the eye exams to the students, they're like, Oh snap, this is what happens with diabetes. Like, Oh, I need to tell my grandma to go get her eyes checked. Right. So it's a, it's a full kind of experience where they're learning about the profession. They're learning about some medicine and helping their own health literacy. And then we also teach them about the academic roadmap and what they need to do to be successful as applicants. Oh, so yeah. it's a full comprehensive program. I love that. That is amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to um, share this with Jonathan. That's my husband. Um, mm-hmm. And well, maybe we can talk offline about that. But he works. He's a psychologist and works in. Um, he works with children on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I know he's talked about like how he wished he had resources. Just mm-hmm. so that he can holistically understand what his process would look like before mm-hmm. starting college, before mm-hmm. having to go to graduate school and knowing that you have to go to graduate school, the application process for a PhD, the process for obtaining your PhD, and all the clinical training he had to do, the internship, the mm-hmm. uh, what is it after internship, uh, postdoc, and it's just mm-hmm. so much, and even the process of getting licensed. So all these layers to accomplishing this goal, it's like you're going in blindly, not knowing that you got all this stuff to do, right? And you're just trucking along until someone tells you, okay, you've done, you're done, right? So Mm -hmm. um, that's amazing that you have that resource out there for folks who, wait, we needed it, right? So this, yeah. Being a first generation (laughs) college student, like I had no idea. I knew I was going to college, but. I can't even fathom like picking a major like like I went in for pre med right, but I didn't really knew know what that meant, right? I just know mm-hmm. show up for class. I didn't understand a lot of things until I got there and did it because I had no one to tell me. No one knew. They just yeah. said go. It's <laughs> just like okay, yeah. I'm yeah, not going. Yeah. Just go. It's that time. It's that okay, time. Well, I want to change my major. Okay, let me go over here. Okay, so it's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, you just like, but being able to have that laid out, I think that would really help those students, especially in the med field, because mm-hmm. that's so confusing too. Because when when you think about it, when you're eight, right, or even a high school student, yeah, I want to be a doctor. You don't realize all the things you have to do. You think you just have to do your eight years and you're a doctor. You have to do residency, yeah. and all kind of stuff that you had to do, you know? And it's mm-hmm, just like, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what it is up front, I think it will be extremely helpful. So I, yeah. we are definitely sharing this out um, to everyone we know. All the information will be on our page as well. In the description mm-hmm. box, yeah. Jasmine's going to get all that information over to us. And you do this a couple of times a year, right? Yeah, we do it a couple of times a year. So um, this upcoming camp, we're actually going to have the intersection of health careers and sports. Because oh. what we're finding, yeah, we're, we're finding that our, our young black males, especially, are just, um, their numbers are decreasing or either staying stagnant in terms of getting into medicine. Mm-hmm. And we have... You know, so we have an amazing, amazing lineup. We have some great sponsoring institutions. So, you know, one of the things is as a businesswoman, right, because I'm trying to figure out how do you create a sustainable enterprise? How do you uh, make sure you're 
giving this service to everyone who needs it, but also creating a sustainable venture that you can then hire people right. and provide internships and scholarships. So that's what we really are all about. Ooh, and, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, we have opportunities for schools to purchase for their students, um, student groups can purchase, and then we have sponsored spots basically as well. So we're, we're really working hard to, uh, this is going to be a blessing to so many and we have a lot of teacher listeners and i'm sure they will pass Mm -hmm. this along to their students and things like that so um i'm excited for this and maybe we need to figure out some type of partnership as well where we can kind of funnel people to you as well because this is definitely needed absolutely yes 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 and the beauty of it is it doesn't matter where you are right Mm because that's a that's a big limitation. And one of the reasons I did this is because, uh, you know, if you're a nearby med school, you might have different opportunities that if you don't live in proximity to a med school or you just don't know what they have available for students in high school or college, then you might just be missing out on opportunities. So right. this mm-hmm. allows you to be anywhere in the country, really anywhere in the world and, and participate in our, in our boot camp and on our online platform. Cause we do have um, online access too. I love, I love it. That all. is a, <laughs> yes 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 for sure and so before i jump though i forgot to say about cammy yeah tell us so about Cam- Cammy, girl <laughs> <laughs> so cammy to me yeah and her little puff are, are really an extension of i won't just say the health careers boot camp because at that stage especially elementary school where the book targets you know we're trying to think have children think about being everything right and so um, you know, she's, she's on top of the world. And I mean that quite literally in, <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for younger children, you know, even if you don't have a high school or college student, I dream is just going to be uh, over time, something that develops for children of all ages. Right. So, mm-hmm. Kimmy's oh a part gosh. of that. I love that. I love Messages it. behind it all, the intention behind it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it started all from an eight year old dreaming. And look at that. Yes. Look, going yes, to get yes. her asthma checked out. Right. Exactly. Tired of going to the doctor. And became the Better doctor. yet, as a preemie. I was a preemie baby. Wow. So it started as a preemie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let me find out. I was a preemie. Let me find out. He's about to be a pediatrician. <laughs> yeah, he could be a whole pediatrician out here. Oh. Oh. Kimmy oh. Eli. Elon Kim yes. sitting in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, this was a joy. This was a pleasure. This was so refreshing. Um, it was. We've learned yes, so much. Yes. You're so knowledgeable. You already know how I feel about you. But um, <laughs> seriously, thank you for dropping so many gems tonight and being a resource, most importantly. Like, yes. you're a whole yes. resource. And so I'm so excited to share. And if people can't get in in October, we can work mm-hmm. on ways to get them in the next round, you know? So this mm-hmm, is like going to be mm-hmm. an ongoing thing. So it's not going to stop in October. So if you don't have your stuff ready by the October deadline, that is okay. There mm-hmm. are going to be other opportunities. Yes, yes. Our spring, we already planning. It'll be allied health, allied health profession. Okay, so, allied health. I um, that. So... Medical technician, surgical technician, speech therapy, those type, types of phenomenal careers as well. Because yeah. it's, yeah. it's really, we're needed at every level. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I was on Instagram scrolling like I do sometimes. And I saw this surgical technician. She was making like $200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I said, what? Mm-hmm. Do, I need- <laughs> <laughs> do I need to go to use these tools? Like, what is going on? <laughs> you can't just slide up in the surgical technician field. You got to retake uh, organic too, <laughs> and calculus and physics, all those classes. Look, my brain works a little better now. I might be able to do a little thing or two. <laughs> I love that. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not. I'm joking. It. I'm done with school. I can't. <laughs> I can't write I'm done with school all day. But organic chemistry, yeah, no. I'm done. But it was yeah. it was tempting when she said two hundred thousand dollars. It was very tempting. Um, <laughs> but yes, Jasmine and Dr. Weiss and author all and day. founder and everything else. <laughs> Business owner. Right. Everything. We definitely enjoy yes. you. And we're we'll be sure to have you back for sure. 
awesome. I'd be happy to come back. Yes, information. So, yeah. yeah. Let us know. And we'll have all this in the description box too. But just for those who are listening who may want it right now, um, let us know where they yeah. can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram as my name, Jasmine Weiss. W-E-I-S-S is how you spell it. Um, and then my company is called I Dream to Be on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. So, and then our website. So if you're looking for Cami, the website is I Dream, the number two, read.com. So they can go and learn out about Cami there. And then if you're looking for the Health Careers Bootcamp, it's I Dream, the number two, B.com, B-E.com. So I Dream to Read.com, I Dream to Be.com. Love it. Awesome. Love it. So clever. Yes, yes. So clever. Well, are you sticking around or are you heading out? Yeah, okay. I'm going to stick around for a little bit. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so all that doctor talk, all that author talk and entrepreneurship, it's time for some mama juice. So oh, yeah. What we drinking? <laughs> so y'all know I'm always coming with meaning. So I have two meanings for today's drink. One is called Apple a Day. And can you tell me why it's called Apple a Day? Because? It keeps the doctor away. <laughs> yes, that's the name of the drink. It's called Apple a Day. And it's in shop form because guess what? What do we go to the doctor to do? Get shot when we're young. <laughs> has an ounce of apple cider or if you don't have apple cider you can use orange juice not orange juice apple juice it has an ounce of bourbon and it has one and a half ounces of butterscotch schnapps and as you can see i put a little garnish which is a cinnamon stick in mine which gives a little extra flavor um but if you are a mama who's expecting or if you're just a mama who doesn't drink you can have it in mocktail form and you can have an ounce of apple cider or apple juice and you can add one and a half ounces of cinnamon simple syrup. Hmm. And it's called Apple a Day. And it's in shop form. So cute. Love I it, love, love it. it. <laughs> and Jasmine, Dr. Dr. Weiss will be drinking the non-alcoholic one. <laughs> I'll do the mocktail. Let's do go. Mocktail. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So, um, it is time for Mama's Corner. So, Mama's Corner is my favorite part of the show. And that's when we get a chance to connect with our listeners. So, you can write us and you can vent about your child if you want to. You can give us feedback about how we're doing or what you want to see or what you want to hear. Um, you can seek advice. I mean, we're no experts. We, we can tell you what we think based off our experiences. But we mm-hmm. love this because this is the Real Mama Pod. We are in this together. So we kind of figure out this mamahood journey together. So this is why I love it. I check the emails every week to see if we have letters. And you guys have been definitely writing in. Ever since I said we'll keep everyone anonymous, like the letters <laughs> have been flowing. So I should have done that from day one. So we actually have a mama. Who wrote in? And I am pulling it up now. Okay. <clears throat> and it says, hey, mamas, love the back to school episode you guys did a few weeks ago. Um, my kiddo is having a difficult time with transitioning to school. Help. So I guess they're having a difficult time entering the school building. I didn't really say. I didn't give too much detail. But mm-hmm. um, you have any advice? Um, (laughs) transitioning so one thing I've learned um, because I've I've worked in in school settings before um, particularly in preschool and sometimes kids are going to have a hard time with transitions um, especially if they are transitioning to a new classroom I don't know what what dynamic is um, that's going on with this mama but if they're transitioning to a new classroom, there's so much they have to adjust to. New teacher, new friends, new environment, having to learn whatever the system is in that classroom. It's a lot, right? So they may act out. They may um, shut down. They may, who knows how they may respond, right? So just understanding that there are so many 
changes that are, are happening um, that can affect the way they behave, whether that's in a positive or negative way. And I'm putting negative in quotes. Um, and just understanding that this is a transition. Like, how do we respond when we're in transition? We don't always respond the best way. So um, just understanding that they're having to adapt to whatever the world is giving them at that moment. Um, so it's so that's totally normal and it's okay. Um, it's just having those conversations with your child, making them feel comfortable, making sure their teacher understands how they're feeling, understanding what is the school doing to help with those transitions, asking those questions on the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay, mama. If your child is having a transition and it may be a little difficult, that's totally fine and that's normal. It happens to a lot of kiddos. Dr. Weiss, do you have any input about that? I know it pro- it's probably rough for kids to like transition into your office sometimes, or some kids mm-hmm. may be afraid of the doctor, stuff like that. Do you yeah. have any input about th- for this, Mama? Yeah, I think. I mean, you already nailed it, Kendra. I think if you if you just try to be as patient as you can, because a lot of times what happens is uh, as a, a well, parents or caregivers in general. They get emotional too, right? So you see the emotions in your child and that kind of evokes emotions in you and can create uh, frustration, tension, anger even, right? Which is what we want to try to avoid. So just recognizing that it's, like you said, so very new for them and that it's going to be an experience and take time. So just being gentle as much as you can with the transition um, and knowing that it'll get better with time and practice. So um, time. absolutely. Mm-hmm, time. Yeah, time time is key. Um, so actually, Jay still has a difficult time transitioning into his new class. And so a few things I try to do is uh, we have words of affirm. No, we do our positive affirmations in the morning. And it's just three things we say. I am brave. I am strong. I'm smart. Four things. I can be anything I want to be. And we kind of remix it and we have fun in the morning and we're like racing to the door. Like we're making it really fun. And then once we get in the building, we do today is going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. And it gets, yeah, it gets him so hyped. And I'm like, we're going to be kind to our friends and nice to our teachers. And his teacher is ready when he's entering the building. Thankfully, he's usually the first or second kid that enters because he has to be there so early and she's able to get on his level and kind of talk to him and give him that one-on-one attention. And by the time I'm hitting the door to like leave, I can hear him not crying anymore. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't feed into the tantrum or the crying or whatever. Just try to be as positive as you can um, because they're going to feed off that energy. If you pay them attention, and I know we want to because those are our babies. Don't get me wrong. You want to hug them and stay in there and all that stuff. But they have to realize, like, you know, mommy has to go to work or daddy has to go to work. You mm-hmm. have to be here. This is your responsibility. And if you keep that consistent enough, eventually they'll kind of grow out of it. I don't know when Jay's going to stop. But, I mean, it's not for 10 well, minutes anymore. <laughs> it's more mm-hmm, like 30 mm-hmm. seconds. So, you know, we're progress. gradually getting there. Yeah, it's progress. So, mm-hmm, and now it's just mm-hmm. like a little wine. It's like, eh, don't leave. It's like a little fake. <laughs> and I'm like, bye, Jay. Have a good day. Love you. <laughs> so, yeah, don't be hurting yourself. What'd you say? Yeah, I thought that was a good question. Yeah. Shout out to them. And we have a whole doctor here to help us answer. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I try to be strategic when uh, we get the listening letters based on who, what interviews we have lined up. Well, oh, this would be a good question for this. Just like Ken put thought into the drinks, I try to put thought into how we ask the questions. <laughs> I love it. Love it. The duo. I love the duo. Personality. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, well, yes, absolutely. Friends, so how can they find us on social? Uh, we are at The Real Mama Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, um, and YouTube. Yeah. And if you are interested in seeing what's going on in my life, you can follow me on Instagram at Kendra Ferg underscore. And that's K-E-N-D-R-A-F-E-R-G underscore. And you can follow me at Dove Grace underscore. That's D-E-V 
G-R-A-C-E underscore. Can't even spell my own name. Um, And that's on Instagram. That's really the only social media I'm on. And then if you want to write us for Mama's Corner, you can email us at mama at therealmamapod.com. You can check out our website for Mama merch and Auntie merch um, coming in September. Yeah, this will air in September, October. So, yeah. Mama, uh, Auntie merch will be on there. And then... um, Review us. Please review us uh, wherever you stream your podcast, even on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. You guys want a YouTube. Now we're here. So review us, rate us, share with your friends, your aunties, your mamas, whoever. Um, thank you so much for growing with us. And until next time, have a good night. Bye. 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 Stay at home on 9 to 5, raising your baby. Joy and pride are real.